This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. We're going to talk with Richard Davenport coming up in just a bit. Get some thoughts on Arkansas's recruiting weekend. This is a big weekend. Sam Pittman was talking about it. We'll share that with you coming up in a bit. First, I want to tell you about what's going on at the Majestic. You can always find all their shows at MajesticFortSmith.com. Chris Knight is tonight. Doors open at 6 o'clock. Tickets are just $20 to $25. If you haven't gotten a chance to see a concert in the Majestic, it's an awesome time i've been to several i've also been to wedding receptions i've been to beer festivals there it is a lot of fun Trent and his team do a fantastic job getting some awesome artists a lot of different genres and music and again you can always find all the details at majesticfortsmith.com music memories at the majestic you're always going to find a great time if you have a question you can also go to their website and ask them that and give them a call at 479-551-2424. Come by and see them at 817 Garrison Avenue in downtown Fort Smith. Again, Chris Knight is tonight. Let's go to the phone lines and welcome in our guy Richard Davenport into the program. Buddy, good morning. I know there's this is an A&M home game, so for our listeners, kind of explain how recruiting works in Jerry World this weekend for Arkansas. Yeah, you know, for Arkansas, it's really uh, it, it, whatever recruiting will go on will be 
going on on Friday when they visit schools and uh, go to games on Friday night. Uh, uh, and even for A&M, they can uh, give out tickets to prospects, but they can't have any, any interaction with uh, the kids at the game. So it's basically just giving out free tickets uh, so they can come see the game. So it's it's a uh, it, Again, it's it's one of those disadvantages of having a, a neutral site uh, situation. Uh, the recruiting uh, is pretty much non-existent uh, for both schools, uh, but that's uh, that's that's pretty much in it in a nutshell. It, uh, it's just not uh, not something that uh, if you're a coaching staff, uh, you you really look forward to. Obviously, you look forward to the game, but. Uh, your ability to recruit uh, like you do when you have a home game, uh, it's just not there. A&M kids that are in attendance on Saturday night to watch the Aggies, is there any that could be persuaded after a Hogs win or after what they see to flip to Arkansas? Is that something you've seen in years past? You know, I'll be honest with you, no. Uh, I mean, if there has, I can't think of any anybody off the top of my head. And especially until last year, that wasn't a possibility yeah. with A&M going on a run like they have. But, uh, you know, there'll be some kids uh, that uh, get some tickets from A&M that uh, will privately be pulling for Arkansas. I do know that. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's uh, – yeah, I think if anything, it, and I think uh, if Arkansas is able to win on Saturday and have back-to-back wins, I think that's bigger than anything just because of uh, these kids were raised uh, over the last seven, eight years where uh, A&M dominated the series. So uh, you need to, Arkansas kind of needs to uh, kind of change the narrative a little bit because it, let's face it, the national media and everybody else for the most part looks at Texas A&M as the better program just because of them recruiting at a high level. But uh, I don't think Arkansas fans necessarily believe that. You know, we got next year's schedule out. No Oklahoma, no Texas. So we know, you know, what next year's future holds at least. But the handwriting's on the wall, Richard, that games in Arlington are coming to a close. We're down the last handful of these. I think it's 2024 this thing is up. So in a few seasons, this will be no longer. If Arkansas heads into a time where maybe you're only playing in Austin every other year, or maybe you play Austin one, you know, every other year and you play A&M, Every now and then, how how concerning is that to you? If Arkansas doesn't have that perennial every year presence, and maybe it's a every other year presence in the state of Texas playing a game, I don't think it's that big of a deal. To be honest with you, especially in the Dallas Fort Worth area, you know, most of the parents and kids that I talk to that are from this area that play at Arkansas, it's 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 about a four four and a half hour drive uh, to to Fayetteville, so it's really not that bad. And I think a lot of times the the, the, the you know parents uh, look forward to that drive every, every weekend. I'm sure it can kind of get old near the end of the year, but uh, I don't think it'll be a major deal. I mean, you, you, uh, I, Arkansas for the longest uh, did without it, and uh, you know having a game every year in Texas and. And I don't think it really made a huge difference. I mean, I I think the series initially when it, it was announced, they gave them a little bit of a boost. But it, it's kind of an old hat type situation to to, to play it in Jerry Jerry's world now. Yeah, let's shift back here to the natural state, Arkansas. Week four that means conference games begin this week across 
high school football. There's some matchups that stand out to you this week as conference play begins for for many. Uh, it began for some in the six A, I guess, uh, a little bit last week. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I paid attention to Little Rock Park View and uh, and uh, in North Little Rock when North Little Rock was able to pull it out. I mean, that's a six six uh, A. I mean, a, a, a lower division uh, school mm. uh, going against seven A and uh, Parview showing that they can compete even with uh, the bigger boys. But uh, because, uh, but uh, I, I'll be honest with you, I've been I'm, I'm down Dallas Fort Worth right now, and I, I've been so focused on this trip for about a week and a half. I haven't really paid a, a whole okay. lot of attention to what's going on elsewhere. I, at the end of the, at the end of, the, of today. I would have uh, hit 18 kids in uh, wow. three days. Yeah. Let me ask you about one in particular I got to see last Friday. That was Kyle Ferry, who is a, a senior kicker from Harding Academy. And got to got to watch him kick last Friday night down at Boonville in what was a, a good football game, two teams. Now they're in different classes this year because of the realignment, but had been a state semifinal matchup the last two years. Richard, when I say best high school kicker I've seen maybe ever, and in certainly quite some time, that's that's exactly how I would describe Kyle Ferry. I don't know what you heard about him, but kickoffs are clearing the back lines. Guy was making uh, place kicks well over fifty yards in pregame. Made two right around forty in the game. What what if anything have you heard about Kyle Ferry? It's my understanding that he's uh, kind of tied into Mississippi State at this point. Yeah, I, I only thing that I know other than what you just said is uh is coach's text me we've traded some texts about him and uh it kinda piqued my interest a little bit, but I really haven't looked into him that much. But after talk, uh, after hearing what you just said, that's pretty uh, I mean you see you've seen a lot of mm-hmm. uh, high school football, so when you say something that strong, it makes me uh, even more intrigued about it. You know, I know they kick from the thirty five versus you know, different spots on the kickoffs versus forty in, in college or 40 versus backing it up to 35 in college, but he boomed them past the end zone many, many times. I mean, it wasn't a single one that wasn't a touchback, And but his place kicking. Uh, here's what concerns me. We saw last year's Mississippi State game come down to a field goal. I don't want a kid from Arkansas being the field goal kicker that can make it for state, and it does cost you sometimes. So I hope uh, hopefully Arkansas is all over this kid. Well, I tell you what, if, if, if there's one person that will – uh, that that's kind of in tune with uh, kickers around the country. It's Scott Fountain. I I mean, I you, you just look at what 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 Arkansas's got in the kicking game right now. Uh, for it, the consistency on the kickoffs going out of uh, going out of the end zone, and then obviously uh, Cam Little, and uh, and you got two uh, high division one uh, punters on your staff right now. I mean, on your on your team right now. So I, I bet I bet he he, he knows about him. And you think about Cam Little and and Jake Bates, like you're saying, what they've been. They've kind of gone under the radar a little bit. I know that Cam missed that, I think it was 50 or 51 yarder earlier this year, but you really don't have any worry for the most part about your special teams, which Arkansas really appreciates. We're talking a little recruiting with Richard Davenport this morning. Richard, you mentioned you've seen 18 kids thus far as you're kind of in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We've seen Sam Pittman go get guys from Georgia, Florida, Oklahoma, Missouri. Who is handling Texas recruiting right now on his staff? Well, he, he kind of it's I think just about every, uh, not every, but uh, most of the staff is uh, uh, recruiting uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas. I know Dow Loggins recruits Lovejoy, who has uh, three prospects that I saw uh, uh, 
uh, yesterday morning. Uh, uh, Michael Shear is, is assigned to some uh, schools. They're, they're, they're kind of spread out uh, as far as the number of schools and everything, but uh, uh, I don't have the exact uh, number of uh, coaches uh, recruiting Texas, but I guarantee it's pretty high because I, I, I've never been – I've been making this trip uh, since the series started. Missed uh, missed uh, one with uh, Chad Morse uh, when he was a coach. Uh, decided that probably wasn't a good time to come don't, down. Don't blame and then, uh <laughs> And then uh, uh, for COVID, but uh, this is the most kids that I've talked to, uh, and and I'm not going to get 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 all of them. Uh, some kids I haven't been able to get hold of or their coaches and, and getting they get getting back with me. So I, I think I probably could have seen up uh, upwards to twenty twenty five, maybe even thirty in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And on that note, Richard, I would think that Arkansas right now, what their brand is as a football program, these kids are more apt to talk to you and actually consider Arkansas rather than just to miss the idea or thought that the Razorbacks aren't even a contender at this point. Do you see that being yeah, the case? Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. That's been brought up, uh, and I, I don't, I haven't even brought it up. Yeah, and I, I think it's just pretty, uh, it's pretty wild. Sorry, sorry, guys. You're good. Sorry, sorry. Did you mute yourself yeah, again? Hit, uh, <laughs> yeah, I hit the mute, the mute again. I get tired of hearing myself sometimes. So uh, anyway, but uh, no, uh, yeah, no, that's been brought up by some kids saying, "Hey, they're a top ten program," and uh, it, it kind of you know piques my interest a little bit uh, more, and and especially some of the commitments. They're they're pretty proud of uh, being committed to a to a program that's in the top ten right now. So that is a plus. And uh, you you win the, you went on uh, Saturday and went two straight against the Aggies, I think that the momentum continues. Richard, I even think about two guys that are on your roster right now, Drew Sanders and Landon Jackson, who both said they consider Arkansas out of high school, but Arkansas sucks. They didn't go there, but you were able to get them. Maybe in the future, if this thing keeps going the way it's going, you're able to get guys like that directly out of high school whether rather than just picking them out of the portal. Well, I think that is a possibility just because of Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman connects with parents and kids. I noticed that the first year that he coached at Arkansas under Brett Bielema. I mean, it, it was uh, the, the, the parents and the kids just raved about him. It, it, and and in 2022, it, it continues. I hear the same thing. I, you know, the one good thing is, you know, Arkansas can sell. Sam Pittman's not going anywhere, and he's not. Uh, now, some of the position coaches may move on, to, you know, to, for, for an advancement as far as, you know, a position coach could be an OC or a DC, or, or the DC or OC could be a head coach. But you're, you're going to have the consistency of knowing that Sam Pittman's going to be at Arkansas, and that's really big. We'll leave it there this morning. Enjoy the rest of your trip. Richard, if you want to stop by and get some country food tomorrow, we're going to be at Bubba's. We're also going to be at KSB Henderson if you get uh, bored and you just want to see me. Well, <laughs> hey, I, I, may, I, I may surprise you, big guy. I may surprise you. There you go. Richard Davenport always giving us the goods. Whole Hog Sports, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, guys. We'll see you. I'm going to take the easy odds. RD won't be there tomorrow. Uh, he likes morning. food, man. He likes free food. <laughs> hey, one thing you want, I know it's the uh, first day of fall, but it surely doesn't feel like it out there. But, you know, nothing is better in the fall when it finally will start to cool down here in a few weeks than the relaxation of a warm, bubbly hot tub from Burton Pools and Spas. They have the absolute best. You want the creme de la creme? It's a hot spring spa from Burton Pools and Spas. They've got different... Uh, 
you'd call them in a house, you'd call them floor plans. But they had different seating arrangements. You can go in and look at, you know, you want one that seats seven. They got that. You want one that seats five. I've got the Envoy at my house. It's got a captain's chair in it. Awesome. Got the Moto Massage in a couple places. You're going to like that. Right now, savings up to $4,900 off on select hot spring spas from Burton's and easy financing with payments as low as $80 a month with approved credit. So get in right now. It's the truckload of savings event. They can get you financed, get you ready to go and Schedule your delivery in under five minutes right now with Burton Pools and Spas. Springdale and in Fort Smith, online at BurtonPools.com. You'll love your hot spring spa from Burton Pools and Spas. They've been around for more than 44 years. Sam Pittman was asked about the significance of the win against A&M last year. Here's what he said. Well, I think it's a big rivalry for us. You know, I think any time that you've lost nine of the last ten games, you know what I mean, it probably means... I, I can't speak for A&M, but it means a lot to Arkansas because we haven't been on the winning e- end of it, you know, certainly. He talked about in our Open that we played this morning, the confidence it gave, gives you. And then for them to do what they did last year, finally overcome the Aggies after losing every year since 2012, it was a significant milestone and stepping stone for this football program. Can you do that? Can you add to that winning total? Can you add to that winning streak we're going to find out Saturday night. And I think he, listening to his 20 or so minutes with the media yesterday, he was, um, I don't want to say coming at it from a different viewpoint, but early on you could tell his demeanor was a little bit a little bit different in that press conference, I, or at least I thought it was. Oh, uh, uh, he looked like he was kind of mad, and then he started laughing a little bit. Didn't did, 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 100%. Okay, so I'm, I wasn't the only one. Mm-hmm. It seemed, seemed like his demeanor was a little more matter-of-fact, I guess, early on in that, and then he loosened up a little bit. Um, just, just kind of reading that body. You can watch it yourself at hitthatline.com. But I thought that's a take that uh, is just honest. Hey, this means more to them than it does us from a rivalry standpoint. Arkansas's got to kind of get back in the battle. I know what the lifetime series is over 78 games, but, you know, the only ones one people remember are the last 10 or 15. And right now, you know, I know Arkansas stopped the bleeding to a degree last year, but until then it was the longest streak by either team in both both programs have had nine game winning streaks in this series. So you've stopped that bleeding. I don't know you're gonna win eight more in a row to equal that, but you need to get back to where you're winning two out of three. And I look and when I hear the joy coming out of his mouth when talking about that win last year and He's never going to be overly confident heading into the game. Sam is never going to give the other team locker room or bulletin board material. He's very calculated. And when he talks about opposing quarterbacks, opposing defenses, opposing offenses, he was very complimentary of Jimbo Fisher as well. But I think there's a confidence in him, and that's because of who he's got a quarterback. There is, to me, a stark contrast between Max Johnson and K.J. Jefferson. I'm not just talking about their skill set. I'm talking about everything that goes into being a quarterback. If you're an Arkansas fan, I think you're supremely confident in your football team, particularly in this matchup, because of that what seems to be gap between Johnson and Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, so... It, it will be interesting to see if that's the, the difference is the quarterback play. Oftentimes it is, in which quarterback's going to make the mistakes, throw the interceptions. I still think that Rocket Sanders changes the equation for Arkansas. Uh, you know, there's two guys you got to stop, and Arkansas is going to lean more on that run than they are that pass when it when it gets down to winning time. Or, or you know, Hopefully you're not having to throw it because you're behind. So if Arkansas is in a position to run the ball in the fourth quarter, that means they're, they're probably ahead by, by 10 or more. 
that A-Chan kid can play. Well, and, uh, and then Anaya Smith that we talked about. I think Isaiah Spiller was their running back last year, if I remember that right. And he was the one that broke that one long touchdown. It was their only touchdown of the football game, the only time the offense seemed to get clicking. I think that was in the either late third or in the fourth quarter, if I remember, if memory serves me correct. But I think AM's offense hasn't proved that they can move the football consistently. And their defense, while they are from a scoring standpoint, they rank in the top 10 in college football. They have given up a lot of rushing yards, and that's going to be... I, I think Arkansas's offensive line, it's not like they had a bad game against Missouri State. Rockets still had, I think, a buck 67, but it wasn't like you thought he would. And I get... And Dalton Wagner told us that Sam Pittman challenged them before the South Carolina game. If I had to guess, Sam's probably going to say the same thing this week. You need to prove, like you did in the first half last year, that you're the better position group, your offensive line versus their defensive line. And I think they can get away with that this week. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that, that's, that's been the most interesting thing so far as we were just all dead wrong about about the defensive line being the weakness on the defense. I mean, couldn't have been more wrong about uh, the way that's played out. Injuries just played a, a part of that. Hopefully, Slusher's back there. It sounded like Jaden Johnson's ready to go. I'm just a little iffy on that because for two weeks now, we've heard about different players yeah they're cleared expect to see them they were on the practice field and game time rolls around they don't play i don't know how much of this is gamesmanship how much other things may be going on behind the scenes but man i'm, I'm ready to see and i think you're going to need slusher johnson and anyone that's able-bodied to go this week if you're going to beat a&m i think miles slusher will play i am still I mean, Chuck said it bad yesterday. We'd be we'd be, we'd been made liars by thinking Dominic Johnson or oh. him paraphrasing just just because we thought he was going to play the last two games. He hasn't. I'm way I think more, the coaches thought he were he was going to play as well. I, as someone that's had an ACL injury, it is very scary the first time that you try and do. It's one thing to be in the weight room. It's another thing to actually step on a court or step on a football field and and go through a full slate of whatever you're participating in you almost have to get knocked around you almost have to jump and get a rebound before you're full and you still don't fully trust it i i favor my right knee because of the acl injury on my left knee. and i don't know if dominique once you once the needle goes in it's like charles barkley always said once the needle goes in you you'll never be the same i just hope for me from a mental standpoint what it seems that dominique can get back to the way because he is a different change of pace when he's in the football game if that's it and, and you may be spot on that it's between the ears and just trusting it you know what is it about what you're doing in practice getting getting banged around a little bit is that not building the trust of taking those reps in practice. I think it's still he's not getting hit in the knee. They're not that's the biggest thing. If you're if you're asking me from a personal standpoint, it's one thing to go through drills, it's one thing to get shelled, it's another thing to actually get chopped at the knees. And it's not like I don't think Texas A&M is going to play dirty and they're not going to be going for Dominique's knees, but as a running back, you get hidden knees, and it's kind of scary initially. And again, this is under the perception oh, that, that we had the same injury. And I am just assuming, for all intents and purposes, that he tore his ACL based on what we know about the injury. That's just kind of the, the personal viewpoint that I can throw into this. Yeah. Even though I played a lot of football, a lot of college football. You did? What positions did you play? Sar- the sarcasm. Were I you a quarterback? Didn't. I played with inter- your athleticism. Inter- were you the quarterback? Intramural quarterback and intramural <laughs> wide receiver. Also played a little defensive end. Did your intramural team do better than your fantasy league team? We uh, we won two championships actually with you at quarterback. 
I, that team, I did not play quarterback. Question mark? Wide receiver and, <laughs> oh, and kind okay. of a tight end. I used to be able to, I don't have arm strength, but I was accurate, if that makes sense. Like Kellen Moore at mm. Boise State. I couldn't throw it that far, but I was precise. I knew who the Any pass behind be. the line of scrimmage, you were all over, right? And five-yard outs, yeah. six-yard slants, easy Easy dinking dunks. All right. So, well, we got lots of stuff coming up. We're uh, we're looking forward to being down there tomorrow. I know you are. Again, you're going to be at uh, Bubba's. I'm not getting the Bubba's. You would, you're right. It, it's weird. Bubba's. Country Cook or? Cook's Country. Cook's Cut. That's, I knew I was going to get weird. it backwards. It's okay. Let, lean on you yeah, on that. It's, they, they have it flipped. And then KSP Henderson Friday afternoon and then Saturday as well. If you haven't been to either of those places and you're down there this weekend, Bubba's, even if you can't go for breakfast, the food is phenomenal. And KSP Henderson's the Arkansas bar down there. So we're trying what, to. What's Bubba's go-to? What, if you go in there, what do you get? I always get the fried chicken for lunch and dinner, but for breakfast, I'm probably going to get biscuits and sausage gravy and eggs and the whole nine yards. I bet you don't stop there either. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V 50. That's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V 5-0. Bet online, where the game starts. First Western Bank, we are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. It is the first day of fall. Now, there's a lot that comes along with It convinced me by the thermostat, though. What is it supposed to be? It'll be up to the 90s again today. That ain't fall. I know what the calendar says, but man, forecast does not look like fall. So what is fall to you? 70s. That's fall. Fayetteville. High temperature uh, going to be, I backed it off a little bit out of the 90s, but Saturday's going to be 86. Friday's 84. Today's going to be a little more fall-like. Just 75 today. I know the temperature, the forecast has been in the 90s last few days. So 90 down in uh, south of the tunnel, 95 Saturday in Fort Smith. So Saturday and Sunday. That doesn't sound like fall to me. So. I know it is fall, but it's that I'm ready for 72 for the high. I'm what ready you, for San Diego weather. What do you like about fall? I love being able to light that first outdoor fire or maybe that first fire in your fireplace inside of the year. That's my favorite part of the fall and the winter. I'm a, I am love to burn wood. I, I love to, to watch, a, and I may do it this Saturday, maybe it'll be too hot, 
get a fire going in the fireplace, the TV going out, and do this outside, get get the fire pit going. There's nothing better, particularly when I'm at the river, to sit by a fire pit, listen to some music, watch a game, whatever you got going on with the crack of the fire. That's that's to me the best part of fall. I like flannels. I uh, just starting to wear those because it's too hot to wear them in the summer and at some points in the spring. And then I also enjoy Old Main <laughs> in the fall, walking around there. Old that Main? Was, yeah, Old Main is one of the most beautiful parts of our campus at the University of Arkansas. And the leaves, I'm going to sound dated here, but the foliage, I just like walking around. That was my favorite thing to do when I was on campus every single day when it was the fall, was just to walk around Old Main. I only had, I think, one or two classes inside of Old Main at the very top, which was still pretty cool. I think that's where Dean Shields' office was, but man, I really did enjoy that part of our campus. I and there, there's a lot of pretty parts of our campus. The only thing I don't like about our campus is none of the buildings look the same. It's like they hired 50 architects. Well, but it's on been campus. built over a hundred year period, you know. But other campuses, it's not that way. You go to other SEC schools and other colleges within the state, and the buildings look the same, and. On Arkansas, and again, that's probably the only one of the fan in the hills. Hills are good for your calves. I know. I know. It, man, man, I walked from the stadium over to Dixon the other day, and uh, yeah, you, we went up through. We went by one of the uh, one of my buddies, an alumni at, at uh, one of the houses there. We went there real quick. We were kind of diverted and cutting back at man. You are exactly right. You you will climb a million steps, and they're not just little steps; they are steep big steps. Ones. If you hadn't walked across that campus on the east side. Towards Dixon in a while, it will uh, it'll get you ready for your first one when you get there. I promise you. Don't do that in the ice. As someone that is uh, oh, on the has, oh, ice has is on taken the a uh, oh. has taken a tumble a time or two walking around the see class. how that'd be nasty. Yeah, and I was always terrified driving my scooter when there was ice around. Never wrecked on the ice in the scooter, um, ma- mainly because it would be at a point where it wasn't on a certain part of the road. But yeah, that was a. But it's cool to have fall back. You mentioned fires are a great thing. There's just a lot that comes with fall football, probably being the most notable for our listeners. When you think of fall, you think of Razorback football and the the changes of temperatures. I think Fayetteville might be the most temperate place on planet Earth. That sucker can be 102. It can also be two with a wind chill of like 40 degrees. It is crazy at how different the temperatures can be. In, uh, welcome to Arkansas. In Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yeah. It can be, uh, you know, that place you're going this weekend can be exactly the same way in Dallas. But, uh, you know, football is obviously a, a huge part of the fall. I'm just ready for it to feel that way consistently. We got a little taste of it and then this last blast of summer, so hopefully in the next few weeks. But they're talking about long-range forecast, like into the 90s, you know, into October. So usually October is the best month in our state, without question. Um, leaves start to turn, temperatures start to turn, um, great time to golf, great time to fish. I mean, all the outdoor stuff, you know, bow hunting opens this weekend on the, uh, you know, the last Saturday of October of September. So I know there'd be a lot of, a lot of guys and gals listening from their tree stands early of a morning, late of an evening, you know, doing a, maybe an evening hunt with bow hunts. So, uh, you know, there's just a lot of outdoor fun in our state, uh, this time of the year. You mentioned the golfing part. It's the busiest time of year. I can't play. I have, I can't remember the last time I played golf in the fall just yeah, because of how much stuff we play or we do with football and everything. But I would agree with you in the sense of it's like the perfect weather. I don't. 
I'll usually, when I'm on a golf course, I'll wear a polo and khaki shorts. But when you can wear that that pullover, and I'm not talking about a giant jacket, but just a nice little pullover on the golf course, and it's like the perfect. I, I don't like wearing pants. I'll still wear shorts even if it's a little chillier outside. That's the perfect golf weather. Yeah. So, all right, that's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. What's your favorite part of the fall, which begins today? Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. I'm going to talk with Tom Murphy coming up in just a sec, get his thoughts on the A&M game, which we got a chance earlier this week. Now, What's Your Beef Wednesday was yesterday, and there is someone out there that you probably are aware of just because you've seen him on social media that hates your Arkansas Razorbacks. His name is Brandon Walker. Arkansas is not good. Cincinnati wasn't good today. South Carolina stinks. And now they beat, they barely, they got lucky to beat Missouri State. What is today? September 18th. 18th. September 18th, 2022. I'm looking dead in this camera. The Arkansas Razorbacks will lose their next four football games. Wow. Four in a row, huh? They're going to lose to A&M, Alabama, and BYU. Now, he is a self-described Mississippi State fan. And he's made predictions against your Razorbacks before that have come not true. They have, they have, in fact, they've been the complete opposite. So I like when he says something very, very volatile against your football team because it usually goes the other direction. But is there any validity to his statement? Could you see Arkansas? Because it is a, it is a brutal stretch. A, I mean, ranked, ranked, not ranked, ranked, and Mississippi State is should it is deserving to be a ranked team. I know they just lost to LSU. That's a good football team. You're going oh. to Starkville. First of all, you may be underdogs in your next four games. That's a good point. You're already a, a betting line underdog this one. You know you're going to be against Bama. It's not unfathomable to believe you could be on the road at Starkville. I don't think you would be at home against Mississippi State. And I'm interested to see what BYU does this week. I'm not even, I didn't even look to see who they have, but after the loss to Oregon, um, you know, they got pounded, you know, with the run game in, in that game against Oregon. You know, how do they bounce back? after a team that was ranked 12th. So it's not unfathomable to think that you could be a betting line underdog the next four weeks. You know you are this week. You know you will be next week for sure. Should they be an underdog in this game before we get to Tom? I know you asked me that question. You asked me on Monday all right, before the show. Are you a little surprised at that? You said no. I said yes. I, I thought the line was they, I, I thought I read it backwards when I looked at Did it. You? I thought Arkansas was a two or two and a half point favorite going into this deal, but you know, certainly certainly the, the betting favor or the betting public has changed that line to a degree. So but Vegas at least set that. Maybe that you know, Vegas is not trying to predict the outcome necessarily. They're trying to get the money on both sides. But um either way it tells you this is going to be a very close game by most people's estimates. Let's hear what Tom Murphy thinks about the game. Whole Hawk Sports Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Tom good morning Defensive line or linebackers, what do you think has been the most surprising position group on defense thus far? Hey, yeah, good morning, guys. I'll get to that. Um, on the line, it's funny that you guys were talking about that because we get, um, through our company email, we just get sent these odds. I mean, various people do it, but bet online. And uh, on Monday, I saw the line, and I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. And I, and I saw the reaction like on social media. So I emailed back to the person who sent it, really not expecting to get much. And it turned out, you know, they I ended up with a correspondence because I just said, look, can you just give me a simple explainer as to why, you know, Texas A&M is favored by two? Um, not that the polls, like, really matter, but, you know, 
and, and the guy responded back, and it turned out the the line opened very close to uh, pick them, but quickly moved to A and M uh, minus two. So I don't know what that means. Does that mean the money's coming in on on A and M at that time, and they move it? So anyway, it's it's just it is a weird line. I guess people felt like A and M was still highly regarded in the preseason that. They had their stumble. They looked a lot better against Miami. They're closer to home. I don't know what all the yeah. parameters are. And and the Arkansas defense has, has struggled. But I think Tom, I think it, I think it was a bit of an overreaction to the Missouri State game. Yeah, you know that's probably the the best the, the best uh, solution was that they they struggled against Missouri State so badly just on the surface of things. Uh, but but you have to do the comparison. You have to do the matchup. Can, can Texas A and M? I just don't know if they can change their stripes within one week and then suddenly become like a big-time passing team. They want to run it, and um, they will. If, if they can, they will run it. And um, we, we haven't really seen anybody totally test the Arkansas run defense. Uh, maybe Cincinnati did a little, but nobody's had a lot of traction on it. So um, Miles Flusher coming back will help Arkansas in that regard. Um, Arkansas will have to contend with A-Chain and Smith on the edges, and whether that's screen passes, swing passes, tunnels, slip screens, um, and just basically trying to match up the linebackers on A-Chain and see if he can outrun them. See, I th- and Ty, your question was D-line D- D- or linebackers what? Yeah, just with Drew Sanders coming in and then the defensive line, jo- uh, we were kind of joking yesterday that Sam Pittman sandbag us a little bit with knowing what he had on the D-line. What do you think's the bigger surprise? I think it's D line. What do you think, Tom? Well, yeah, I mean, we we kind of felt Drew Sanders would be productive. We just didn't know, you know, this wildly productive. But he's just a he's a freakish athlete with a great a great uh, swim move, and he's done everything they thought more. Um, I don't know if Sam Pittman sandbagged this because he maybe have felt that these guys would be productive, but I mean, they're getting good usage out of Landon Jackson and. Jordan Dominic, and you know Terry Hampton hasn't had a, such big stats, but it t- they talk about this. If their D tackles are chewing up double teams, commanding double teams, and not not allowing that second blocker to get out to the linebacker, then they're doing their job. And if that means you, so, so they're they're holding up the line, and then Zach Williams and Dominic and Landon Jackson Sanders are cleaning up, and that's why they have so many sacks, but. Um, I think Sam Pittman said on radio last night they trusted to go eight deep. So that's pretty, I, I tell you, uh, an underrated storyline of this team so far has been the, the transfer portal hasn't been just good. It has been great for Arkansas. They have hit on just about everybody they've gone after. Yeah. Tom, I think one of the, one of the more interesting things is, is the matchups in this game where you got – uh, offensively for Arkansas, a very good unit, ranked third in the league, 19th in the country against a A&M defense, which is 11th in the league, one twelfth in the country. Just the opposite of that's true when you look at A&M's defense, which is is really good and, and highly regarded. And then uh, you look at Arkansas's offense. Best on best is not going to happen in this game by any stretch statistically. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how, um, how the units uh, compare to each other. I mean, I... We know Arkansas is going to want to establish Rocket Sanders and then just pass when they when they want to. Um, and you know, it, it, other than the uh, 
the swing pass to Green where he got by a linebacker and then he got hit from behind right when a, a DB was showing up and it kind of propelled him for a long touchdown. Outside of that and the Traylon Burks deep shot, you know, it was a struggle for Arkansas. It was a slog. Um, they didn't run the ball too great. I want to say Traylon Smith had about 80 yards last year. But I think they want to be able to run the ball and and just be able to convert third downs. On the other side, Jimbo's got <clears throat> got an interesting dilemma um, in how they want to move the ball. And so they, they're going to feed A-Chain and Smith and, and see if Max Johnson gets some scramble yards. And I just think it sets up to where the turnover margin and the special teams are going to be maybe what what flips the game in favor of one team. To have a team be number one in the country, number one in the conference in sacks at 5.7 a game, but then you look at that total defense number and where it's at outside the top 100. I mean, you almost do a double take. Those two numbers just don't go together, Tom. Well, I mean, I guess in a way, this is what Barry Odom and Sam Pittman decided they wanted to do. Um, And when I asked Sam about it on Monday or, yeah, I think it was Monday, it was almost as if he was thinking out loud. Um, they know that in bringing pressure, sending Drew Sanders, that they're leaving man coverage in a lot of places behind that. Um, and they just missed so many tackles last week that it looked shoddy. Um, so while they had eight sacks, the flip side of that was when they weren't sacking them, usually they hit a man who could run free. And I, I don't know if they're going to go back and change it. He said, look, we... We played double cloud last year, so on second and third levels, they're 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 zoning it, and 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 teams like Mississippi State, they struggled against it, or they uh, they couldn't just completely dominate against it. Um, but they wanted to get teams behind the chains. I mean, they they set it, and so they're doing that, but they're giving up stuff in the in the in the end. And here's the thing: they're three and zero. If this method continues to to work for them and they win games would you not would would you not trade being two and ten for ranking very very low yeah. in passing yards allowed i think you would well I, I i was making this point with ty earlier this week some of this is division by three and what i mean we're only three games in so some of these rankings and some of these averages are are quite frankly skewed just because you're you're only dividing by three let's see where we're at when we're dividing by six on these numbers and per game averages and see how some things <laughs> level you. out. Because right now, I and I, I know it's a comparison. Everybody's in the same boat. But some of this is you've played some teams that can't run the ball. Arkansas's allowed less than 70 yards a game. I think some of these statistical things we're pointing out and magnifying are just, it's a, it's a product of division by three. Well, I mean, it is. However, it, it's, a, it's a growing trend. Um, and, and by the way, the past numbers, Arkansas, allowed, they, they can't rectify. They can't get that back. No. in the top 50 by the end of the year, I don't think. So they have their work to do. Other teams like Bama um, and Ole Miss and A&M, they will feel like they can run the ball, and they will try to run the ball a whole lot more than these first three teams. So the, the rush yards numbers will go up. The passing yard numbers will come down. Next week it will come down. It won't come down drastically, but it will it will sum. And uh, all, all the – that they're trying to do is get a W on the left side, man. We're talking with Tom Murphy, Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports. Tom, I've seen this pose to both teams, and I see arguments for both sides on who has more to gain 
from this game. Texas A&M could win two straight, top 25, and maybe some of their fans would forget about Appalachian State. For Arkansas, it's a chance to move 2-0 in the SEC, be undefeated when Bama comes into town next week. Who do you think has more to gain, not just from a coaching standpoint, because that's Jimbo for sure, but who do you think has more to gain as a football team on Saturday? That's a good question. You're really kind of splitting hairs by putting a value on who has the most to gain. Um, Arkansas has a lot to gain because if they win it, it'll be a top 10 matchup next week against Bama and a lot of hype for the CBS national game. Um, If Texas A&M wins it, they start off clean in conference, and now they're considered to be the team that could be the greatest threat to Alabama. I think – the, the media has gotten have gotten a lot of mileage so far this year out of who's the third best team. And Arkansas, A&M, Kentucky, Ole Miss, maybe even Tennessee are all in that conversation. So whoever wins this game would clearly have a better claim since it's a neutral site game. And that's where I would go to next is if Arkansas does win this game and starts out 4-0 with two top 25 wins and has that what is perceived to be one of the teams that could be vying for third in the SEC West, how much does that help them in their case in that quote-unquote quest? Because Georgia's clearly won. We'll see what happens next week with Bama. Does that give them an edge over Tennessee and Kentucky? <laughs> it's all subjective, right, Ty? I mean, we, we, we could debate that and keep on debating it. And Arkansas is still not going to play Kentucky or Tennessee this year unless it's in the championship game. So, And also... If you're if you're Kentucky, Arkansas, A and M, they're like, well, who's to say we can't beat Bama? Who's to say that you know we can't upset Georgia this year? So it's all subjective analysis. Georgia has looked phenomenal. Um, who knew that their offense would take the strides they've made this year? And they look dominating on defense. Uh, Bama showed the vulnerabilities in the Texas game. Can anybody exploit them any further? You know, Nick Saban and staff have been working on those. So. Um, yeah, it, this a win here would would just make Bam, uh, Arkansas fans happy. They'd be they'd be four and zero. They'd be top ten heading into the fourth week of the season against the number two team in the country for the second year in a row. Mm-hmm. And um, they would just feel that our program is, you know, is it's in a solid position. And I mean, even if they lose the game, you could still argue they're in a solid position. It's just that um, the way they restocked through the transfer portal, the way they're developing players, uh, it's it's all good signs for the Razorbacks. Tom, we'll leave it here this morning. Enjoy the game on Saturday. I'll see you at AT&T, and uh, we'll recap it on Tuesday. Sounds great, y'all. Have a great weekend. All right, uh, Tom Murphy with us. Arkansas Democrat Gazette every Tuesday and Thursday mornings at this time here on the Morning Rush. If you're not making the trip down to Dallas, make a plan if you're in the River Valley to head over to Joe's Grill and Cantina They'll have the game on for you all around the restaurant. Half-price apps and taps as the Hogs beat down the Aggies. You can get uh, half-price beers on tap. All their great appetizers are on special. And the other cool thing on Saturdays, dollar tacos all day. So crispy beef and chicken tacos are a buck a piece. They've got other things on special as well. Beef burritos, pork belly tacos, brisket tacos all on Saturday as well. Friday is fajita Friday. $10 chicken, $11 steak fajitas with two sides on Friday. But don't forget the game Saturday night, 6 o'clock. Half-price apps and taps during the game. Joe's Grill and Cantina, South 74th Street, across from Harps, down in Fort Smith.
I know Sam said on his coach's show last night that he thinks Arkansas is going to have more fans. I want to say that he was quoted uh, saying that they're going to have, I think, 4,000 more tickets have been bought by Razorback fans. We've seen in the past that A&M's had more fans. Does Arkansas clearly have more fans oh, Saturday I night? I don't think it'll be clearly. I think it'll be, you know, maybe 55-45. I mean, they're, you probably bought these tickets long ago. I mean, I'm sure some fell off for A&M after the loss to App State, but that's not, you know... You've got your hotel reservation. You got your tickets. You've, you know, maybe some fly up from College Station. There's probably a nonstop into there. You know, all those kind of things that you've already planned to spend the money on. So they're going. Then last week, beating Miami gave you a little sense of renewal. That it, it, it never seems like you're ever going to win again when your team loses to a team you're not supposed to lose to. And then what makes you give have some hope? Well, you beat another. You beat anybody the next week. So. A&M's, you know, they feel like they can win this football game. They, they certainly aren't coming in here afraid of the Razorbacks. That's two hours and 47 minutes away from Dallas to College Station. It's about eh, four hours, 45 minutes away from Fayetteville. So both campuses within close proximity to Dallas. All right, we're brought to you by Gaston's White River Resort. 870-431-5202 is their number. One of the things about uh, the White River this time of the year is you know, you're really starting to see some of the big browns and the big rainbows Biden, I saw a picture Clay had. We'll ask him about that yesterday. It was over on the North Fork, but the principle's the same. The uh, Those big rainbows are biting right now. Those big browns are biting. And we're not even to the spawn yet, which will, you know, a few weeks away, maybe a month or, or two away. So it it is time to get your reservation for some of this best fishing of the year. And October is one of the most popular times at Gaston's just simply because of the great weather. 870-431-5202. Let's go fishing at Gaston's White River Resort. A first-class time, every time. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. So a lot of you want to know, hey, is Miles Slusher playing on Saturday? Here's Coach Pittman. Yeah, I think so. He's looked really good. Practiced extremely well. Yes, I think he's ready to go. We're glad he's back. I think a lot of people are glad Miles Slusher's back. Kids not too far from here. Broken Era, Oklahoma. Really helped out when Jalen Catalan was out for the season. And seems like he's going to play the Aggies on Saturday. Again, I just go back to we've heard about We've heard about Johnson coming back. We've heard about Slusher. You talk about Jade Johnson as well in there. We've heard a couple instances. Yeah, they practice. They're cleared. They're ready to go. Expect to see them. Then they don't play. Hopefully that's been some gamesmanship and they're ready to go this week. I hope that hadn't been a growing trend where guys are ready to play and then they just end up not playing for, for whatever reason. So, I mean, as Chuck said, it's kind of made liars of all of us, including 
coach to a degree where he thought guys were going to play, and I think that was generally the sentiment, and then something happens. So hopefully what happens this week is they have an impact on the game in a positive way. Uh, Jashad Stewart, Miss Lisa's favorite player, Jonesboro kid, should be back soon. I know she's really excited about that. Uh, we got Arkansas basketball's television schedule, and the bookend of it is CBS, 1 o'clock, Saturday, final regular season in Bud Walton Arena when the Kentucky Wildcats come to town. Brad Nessler was here last year. I would expect him to be here again this year. You've got also Kentucky on a Tuesday night, a Super Tuesday. That game's going to be on ESPN, I think, is if I remember that right. So a lot of ESPN or ESPN2 games that you have right now on your schedule. Some are either ESPN, ESPN2, or ESPNU. But if your basketball team's as good as we think it's going to be, you're going to have a lot of people paying attention, not just in Arkansas, but outside as well. I don't know about you, but when I got that email yesterday, the first and only thing I really did was scroll to the bottom to see game time of that Kentucky game. It's 1 mm-hmm. o'clock, which it, it doesn't really matter as much in basketball. It means everybody can go have a good dinner somewhere that night. Restaurants will be hard to get into, maybe a little earlier morning for someone coming from another part of the state. But that's going to be an event, we hope, in our state. Hopefully both teams live up to the hype. Hopefully there's a lot on the line that day, and that becomes an event in Fayetteville. Is that a game where people would actually tailgate for? Because mm. there's a group of Arkansas fans, I think Charlie's the guy's name that still does I haven't talked to him in a minute, but they tailgate for every Saturday basketball game. And You never the, know about the weather that time of the year. March 4th, it could be 78 or it could be 38. It's cold. I respect them. They were out there in 35 degrees in several games last year. I mean, it was chilly. You could see it's the see your breath cold, yeah. which we all know about. And I'll give credit to them. They were out there every Saturday for these games because that's how much they love this basketball team. And the, the great thing about Arkansas is you go to these other SEC college towns, and they might love their football team. A lot of them do. They might like their basketball team or like their baseball team, but you love Arkansas football, Arkansas baseball, Arkansas basketball. And in addition to that, you've got a volleyball team. I know they dropped their first SEC series last night against LSU, but they've done a really good job. You look at the softball team at Courtney Diefel, the soccer team at Colby Hale. If you win, fans here will support it. And that's what I think is really cool about this state. It's not just a one-sport school there's a yeah. lot of different things. Well, that people volleyball is kind of like softball. You know, softball wasn't was one of the lowest programs in this conference not that many years ago. Courtney Diefel shows up, turns it around. Volleyball has had its struggles. Uh, there's more. It's not something I pay a ton of attention to, but high school volleyball has become very popular in our state. And I think the more that grows, and the more a generation or two come through that, you're going to see. Uh, you know, more interest in Arkansas's volleyball program just because there will be more in-state interest because, hey, mom played it in high school. So now now it's an interest of the kid as well. So I think you're just seeing um, booming growth for volleyball that uh, is probably going to be something we have to pay attention to. I know Phil, like two weeks ago, went up and did the volleyball TV broadcast for the SEC Network Plus. So we're all going to get to learn a little bit more about volleyball in the years to come, I would guess. That's going to do it for your Hog Update. Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. 
And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Binville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Binville Brewing. It is hour number three of the Morning Rush on a recruiting Thursday. Had a really good conversation with Richard Davenport about what this game is and means to Arkansas in hour one. Good conversation with Tom in hour two. Now we're going to talk with Clay Henry as we get rolling on hour three. And we're headed to Arlington as the Razorbacks and the Aggies battle this weekend. All of our coverage behind enemy lines. Brought to you by Century Bank of the Ozarks, local bankers making local decisions since 1894. And by Ag Up Equipment, celebrating 75 years, 16 locations in Arkansas and Mississippi. Find a location near you at agup.com. Also brought to you by Cheap Sleep Mattresses and Furniture. They are all over the Morning Rush listing area, Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith, and in Conway. They have gel foam memory mattress sets starting with everything you need at $399. They've got um, mattresses with box spring in the frame starting at $299, and that's in full size. They got love seat sectionals uh, on sale starting at $899. Uh, they got a free Split King mattress with the purchase of a Split King adjustable at $1599. So ask about all those savings. Again, Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith, and Conway. Tell Cheap Sleep you heard about it here on the Morning Rush. They got a free gift for you. It's all at Cheap Sleep against Springdale. Bentonville, Fort Smith, and in Conway. Clay, Tommy tells me you had quite a fishing expedition yesterday. Well, it was just kind of, you know, great fun with my daughter and son-in-law. We did a little four-hour afternoon cruise on the Norfolk and oh, right past Tommy's house um, and caught a you know nice, oh, 20, 22-inch rainbow. And um, it was nice and fat. I think it uh, has been well fed, Tommy. Yeah. You've seen those big rainbows up at the dam, and it's uh, it's it's really incredible. Yeah, I, uh, we had a good day out on. I was on the Norfolk in the morning. I guess I just missed you yesterday. It was a it was a solid day. Well, the hogs are going to need a solid day Saturday, Clay. Uh, Saturday yep. night. Uh, it's it's kind of we were talking about this with Tom earlier. We pointed this out. You know, you look at the the differences in the offenses versus the defense. It's not going to be best on best this week. Arkansas's defense. Lowly rated statistically against a uh, you know uh, an offense for A and M that's uh, that's good you know and vice versa Arkansas's offense is good A and M's defense is uh, is on the other end of the equation it's an interesting matchup situation when you look at the two teams. Well, Arkansas is has stopped the run and uh, that's what A and M really wants to do. So we'll see if A and M can uh, take advantage of you know the, the Arkansas weakness, which is the pass defense. They have not thrown the ball well through three games that's obviously the reason why they changed quarterbacks last week with max johnson taking over and he went 10 for 20 for 140 yards he's not exactly lighting it up 
Arkansas has played him before. He was at LSU last year, and that was a low-scoring game. So his uh, his value is 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 you know kind of a game manager more than you know somebody that can light it up throwing it. I think with Max Johnson, who has I believe now a nine and six career record as a starter, you make him beat you and you don't let Devon A. Chain and I know Anaya Smith plays wide receiver, but they'll use him in the run game as well. Clay, in your opinion, is that who they really need to key on key in on and and prohibit uh those two guys from getting off and make Johnson beat him through the air with his legs? Yeah, and I think you're leaving out probably the most important part of the game, um, which is special teams. And of course, Arkansas took the lead with a great punt return from Bryce Stevens, so that that's in their arsenal, and great kicking with uh, Cam Little, and you know A and M, you know features those two guys that you mentioned. Uh, a Chain is uh, an electric kickoff return guy, and I, I believe he scored a touchdown earlier this year, and then Anais Smith is a great punt returner. So those are the two guys that you've got to watch, and it's not just on offense; it's on special teams as well. Yeah, I think it was the Appalachian State game where A-Chain took one back, a kickoff return, if that's if that's what I remember correctly. And I think he's the guy that took it back against Alabama, too. So we've seen him do it before. Oh, he's big time. Yeah, he yeah, can play 10. a little bit. 10.25 and 100 meters. And he's he's got, got the speed. Clay, you bring up special teams. You think about this series, guys, where Arkansas's missed a couple of field goals and Texas A&M, Christian Kirk, is, that's a kickoff return that all of us remember quite well. This series in a couple games has come down to special teams, so I think that's a good point by you. By we've not over or not not forgetting about how important that part of the game is in two days. Yeah, it's a third of the game, and that's uh, when you get a close game. Well, then usually that's uh, kind of the tipping factor. And I know Arkansas has put a heavy emphasis on all aspects of the kicking game, and I, I think if you watch the you know the Hogs plus stuff at you know at half t- after the game where you know Sam the two guys that he wanted to stand up in front of the team you know first was Sam Embake and the other was you know Bryce Steven Stevens you know Sam made the block on the gunner that's that really got Bryce free so they they have emphasized in praise special teams play and you know, and that's like you say. That's been the difference. You know, in A and M's favor a couple of times. So it's, uh, you know, penalties, special teams, and you know the the breaks that come. You know, on turnovers. Yeah. And if Arkansas had taken care of turnovers last week, I don't think it'd have been a close game. You know, yeah. if you get a couple. It's really odd that they sacked the quarterback eight times and they didn't get a turnover. Because usually when you're hitting the quarterback, you know, you're gonna you're gonna knock one free or he's gonna give up the ball in a passing situation because of pressure. And that didn't happen. And that is really odd. You know, can they do that with Max Johnson? I suspect so and I think that you know the pressure from the edge will be the difference in the game. You talk about special teams, you know, you, you throw in an eighty yard punt return, it kind of changes your averages, but Arkansas is uh, fourth in the league, but twelfth in the country in punt return average right now, and A uh, and M's one hundred and eleventh in the country. They're only averaging three yards a game. Arkansas is almost twenty. So uh, a play like that changes the numbers. And I don't know if Arkansas will get another long punt return, but uh, it, it shows you, you know, based on what coaches' comments were there, uh, Clay, that that one block can oftentimes be the thing that makes a twenty or thirty yard difference. 
Yeah, I talked with uh, Ken Hatfield yesterday for a Where Are They Now piece that I'm doing for the magazine. And, you know, the punt return, you know, of course, he led the nation punt returns. Lance Allworth did. That was a big part of what, you know, Frank Burles did in the 60s was return punts. You know, and they didn't just do it on occasion. I mean, that was the focus every game. They worked on it, worked on it. And he says it, it's obvious that Arkansas is really spending a lot of time on punt returns. You know, last year they wanted Greg Brooks to be the punt returner, and he fumbled the very first one that he tried to catch, I guess. Uh, maybe not the first one, but the first one against Texas. And then they went to Nathan Perotti. Now, he did return one against UAPB, but I don't think he's – or was as electric as Bryce Stevens. He might have had some straightaway sp- speed, but Stevens is, you know, he's a track guy, just just like, you know, A-Chain is for Texas A&M. And you give these guys a crease, and it can turn a game. And so I, I, I applaud Coach Pittman and Scott Fountain for what they've done with special teams. You know, we first saw their units, you know, three years ago. It didn't look very good, but progressively they have improved all areas of special teams a lot of the focus has been on the you know, the past defense this week and the yards allowed yeah. and where that ranks play tell me why i'm wrong but i'm of the opinion you can just fix missed tackles and those two or three blown assignments that seems like in a game maybe it's really probably more like one or two you fix a lot of that problem moving forward is it, is it as simple as the tackles and just don't let someone run free well They've taken a different approach in the in, in, on defense this year, and it's because that they've got edge guys and Drew Sanders in particular. But you know, I think Landon Jackson and Jordan Dominic, those guys uh, have the ability to get to the passer, and they're not playing a three-man front very often. And when they are, they're walking Sanders up, and it's really a four-man front. So they're putting more pressure on their secondary. So you're gonna give up something. But you get something in return and that they have been really good in the turnover ratio. And, you know, you can, you can look at the NCAA stats two ways. You can, you know, you can, you can throw in, you know, the, the 17 sacks. They lead the nation in sacks and subtract that yardage and you get a totally different look as far as yards gain because sacks go against rushing in college and mm. you know in the NFL they subtract them from the passing totals which i think is a you know it, it's a called pass that the sack you know records so for instance in the you know in the game against uh, uh, Missouri State you take the sacks out and then their passing total is like 307 so you know you, that's still yeah. not great but you can you can work off of that yeah. and i but yeah, they 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 can improve some things, and I know they're going to make some personnel changes this week, and we'll see if that pays some dividends. But you know, you've you've faced really good throwing teams. That's what they want to do. And they ain't allowed uh, anyone to run it either, and that's no, that's the other. They're allowing less than seventy. But I, I just look at last week, Clay. They allowed three fifty-seven passing, but they had two hundred sixty-eight yards after catch for Missouri State. And I don't. That's not all missed tackles. Yeah, the missed tackles got to, they've got to, they've got to shore that up. Now I will say that, that, in my opinion, some of those missed tackles, you know, you reach out with an arm and you touch somebody with a hand. That's you know that's poor defense. That's not just a missed tackle because that guy's out of position or he is trying to make a play that he can't make. Uh, 
you know, for instance, there, there was one play where, uh, you know, somebody got a touch on from the side as Jordan Shelley was scrambling out, and they're saying, well, that, they recorded that as a missed tackle. There's not any way that guy can make that tackle. I mean, he's reaching out with his fingers, and he brushes the jersey. That's not a missed tackle. That's just, you know, that's just nothing. And so that guy, you know, he escaped to the other side, and that's where the, the problem was is they, they had run out of their lanes and uh, didn't contain. And, you know, there'll be some called runs. Uh, Max Johnson is, is he, he – I look at him and I think of Scott Bull that, you know, he's got some speed and he's kind of lanky. He's left-handed. Scott was right-handed. But it, he he will try to make some plays in bootlegs, and they run the read option, which, you know, you've got to, you, you know, you've got to hit him. Um, so, but you're right. The, the, the missed tackles or being out of position and giving up yards that, you know, that shouldn't happen after the catch are, are a problem. And it's, they've it's, got to improve that. You talk about being out of position, Clay. That was something when Coach Pittman was asked earlier this week, and he was just not like it's not just the yards, but it's guys that are not sticking with him. He was like, we'll respect you if you make a great catch or a great throw, but, and I'm paraphrasing here, something like we have to have guys on the other guys. And I think that's been also an issue of guys just feel like at points against this defense, they're just running free or getting five yards of space. Yeah, Yeah. and even in the – Go ahead. It, it it comes down, and, and I I knew this would be a problem. You know, the guy that's best at getting them lined up is Catalan. Simeon Blair is the next best. Uh, whether he's done that right or his teammates hadn't listened to him, but they've they've lined up in space on the wrong, you know, slightly off. And at the snap, you've got a guy that's got an angle, and it's going he's going to be hard to cover. So they've got to get that corrected. Um, you know, you hope that Al Slusher getting back will will change that a little bit. Now, be honest, the Aggies they don't have a prolific offense. That's their problem. And you know that they would score, you know, four touchdowns against Arkansas. That'll be a surprise to me because they haven't scored, you know, like that against anybody. And I I would I would say that you know Arkansas if they can get it into the you know the thirties. They're going to win the game, and doesn't it look like A and M has near the defense to stop this Arkansas type offense that is so balanced and so electric in so many ways. Now, I, I'm surprised at the point spread for this game. Clay, when is the shine going to come off Jimbo Fisher? I mean, we know he won a national well, championship is. at Florida it State. It has with me. And yeah. I think it has with you because you're actually intelligent when it comes to talking football. But I still see national analysts regard him as a quarterback guru. That hasn't been the case at College Station. I still see people label him as one of the best coaches in college football. He's an 8-4, and 9-3 and three head coach at A&M. When is that going to be a consensus thought, not just by you, but – actually nationally because i feel like he still has a lot of luster compared to some well you know he's he's i mean when you're paid what is it 10 million or i don't know i don't even know how much he gets but when you're paid that much and you do have a national championship under your belt and you've been in the you know they beat alabama last year so i mean they they've got some some things to to i'm talking about the aggies to brag about jimbo but I, I will say this, 
their fans are not happy right now. They know they know what their team looks like. Uh, they're Aggies, but they're not dumb. And wow. I, I think that a, I mean, wow. well, they're not dumb in certain ways. Common sense is is lacking. You know, what I mean, verbally. You know, I've thought does it. You correct me if I'm wrong, Tommy, but Ty's got some Aggie in him. I mean, he really he does. He does have a pair of white overalls. I did notice that uh, he yeah, does own I a mean, pair of I mean, in some of the things they're, that he they're says. They're blue jean overalls. <laughs> you know, I think that he, I think he would like the bonfire. I just do. I, I think he's got some pyro in him, and I think he would like the bonfire. Yeah. So, um Anyway, yeah. uh, hey, we're brought to you by APAC Arcola and uh, Standard Materials Group. They have immediate openings in Boone, Marion, and Baxter County. That's right in your backyard, Clay. So if you got your CDL license, you're a heavy equipment operator, concrete finisher, diesel mechanic, got paving or concrete experience, they want to talk to you. They need people in Harrison and the Mountain Home area, Marion County area with Mary, Marion County paving right now. Go to jobs.crh.com. Again, that's jobs dot crh.com top pay a sign on bonus benefits including insurance retirement and profit sharing again you can apply to apply today jobs.crh.com apac arcola standard materials group they're equal opportunity employers so the president's cup tees off today now, how is this different from the Ryder Cup? Y'all explain this to me from a very, very pedestrian golf watcher. We needed a drum roll yeah. for the President's Cup. Is that not yeah, even? A, I thought it was a big deal. Is <laughs> it not a big deal? It's not as big a deal as the Ryder oh, Cup, but okay. it's both of them. Both of them are America against other other countries. The Ryder Cup is specifically just Europe. It used okay. to be just the UK, and it was such a dominant U.S. victory that they let them. To let them bring in, uh, you know, uh, basically they the the uh, UK team wanted Seve, and so they gave them Europe, and that evened it up. Uh, you know, when you think about mm-hmm. Seve and, and uh, Maria Olathebel, those guys yeah. from Spain, but the President's Cup is everybody but Europe, you see, you the world. So you get like an US. Australian player, South African yeah. players, people, Koreans, J- Japan, right. yeah, those so it's, guys. It's all commerce against against the good Where guys. Where is it? South Africans. Yeah, yeah. it's at uh, Quell Hollow in uh, North Carolina, Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. So this is any. I mean, y'all said no. It's a bit. It, okay. it, it's not as big a deal a as the Ryder Cup. It's just it. It's the. It's number two to the Ryder Cup as far as okay. international competitions. To the players, so the Ryder Cup deal. was every other year, and they filled in the every other year with the President's right. Cup. It's, so you have a team competition every September. Because they're going for their – the U.S. is going for their ninth straight. Is that what I read? President's, President's Cup. President's Cup. So, Doesn't look like that's much. You see how this changes with the Live Tour moving forward, how points qualify and count and, and all those things. But, yeah, I, I, we'll have half an eye on that. Clay, I want to ask you, though um, – Schedule for next year came out. Opening in Little Rock. Going to play LSU in September. Just your thoughts on next year's football schedule that we're uh, already getting an early peek at here in September of this year. Yeah, when you start that LSU uh, game to open SEC play, you you know, then you got BYU and Fayetteville. It just it just gets. You know, kind of just builds there for about five or six weeks, and uh, it is really tough in the gut of the season. Um, you know, you've got a trip to Florida, and you think, "Ah, oh, that's awful." You know, three years ago they had to go to Florida. You know, in that 
all 10 SEC seasons. So why would you do that to Arkansas again? Well, that was a one-off. It doesn't seem very fair right now when you look back, you know, that you know that Arkansas had to play Georgia back-to-back and then they're suddenly going to Florida back-to-back. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, Florida hasn't – you'd think, well, Florida ought to come here. Well, that would get their schedule out of balance, you know, the four and four. So some things do not seem fair in the SEC, and and I, I would say this doesn't seem fair Wait until they go to nine. <laughs> you think Arkansas is going to yeah. get the five well, home games? It's going to be five year? and four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every you... other year, it's not going to seem I fair. Almost bet you money right yeah. now to the day Arkansas is going to be on the road five times uh, that first year. All right, we'll talk about the basketball schedule release as far as the times coming up. But it reminds me to tell you about the Inn at the Mill, guys. There's no better place to stay in Northwest Arkansas. So if you're traveling over from Harrison or Mountain Home, or you're traveling up from Hot Springs or Fort Smith, and you want to make a weekend of it, get that basketball schedule out right now, now that you got the game times, came out yesterday, and make your reservations at the end of the mill. 479-443-1800. When we need to stay in Northwest Arkansas, this is the place. It's unique, it's different, it's clean, it's affordable, it's located in the heart of Northwest Arkansas, exit 69 off I-49 at the Johnson exit. You're going to the Amp, Crystal Bridges, going to a game, you stay at the Inn at the Mill. 443-1800 for the Inn at the Mill. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.